Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. Episode 167. Welcome back, everyone. How are you? Me? I'm good. I'm doing great. Did you have a big week this week? I mean, I had like, yeah, I had a big week. Okay, I had a big week. It was a big week. It was a big week. It was a big week. Lonely up there at the top, <laughs> all the way at the top of number one, all the way at the on top the of all those white dudes. Just you me. beat Weird Al. I beat Weird That's Al. That's huge. I think, I think Weird Al's always up there, but um, yeah, you know, my I woke up on Wednesday, and because everybody was so kind and pre-ordered the album. Um, it was already at number one on iTunes and on Amazon, and it just and it stayed there all day, and it's still there, and it just feels great. It I really it was like, yeah. And I also woke up to this like the nicest review from this website called Showbiz Monkey. This guy named Matt Ardle who does like all sorts of comedy reviews, like he. He, uh, I think, is in Toronto, and he just was like doing, did a ton of reviews of like JFL shows, and um, but anyway, he reviewed my album, and it was like the thing, like the things that you hope hope people say about it. You know what I mean? It's like this is what if my in my perfect world that somebody just going in and listening to this album what they would say about it, like how they would perceive it, what they would think of me. And this like is like you a just stranger. kept saying how pretty you are. Like he was like, I can't see that her, but I can just dream. tell yeah. she's so <laughs> pretty. And so like, she's like basically glowing. <laughs> like she says she's 44, but no way. She looks no way. Her voice is definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, it was really, it, that was like really um, felt really good just because I was like, oh my God, I think I did what I was set out to do. You know, like I think I, he got it. He got me. Um, so oh, that was yeah. really cool. That felt good. And people were just so nice and, and supportive and you were so nice and supportive. Um, uh, on Tuesday. To your face. To your face. Oh, I know behind my back. to everyone else. I know. (laughs) You were like. I heard. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hearing. Um, no, even on Tuesday when I had like, um, you know, just a minor freak out about stuff, you like talked me off the ledge and really like helped me reframe everything. Like, hey, let's let's like focus on the positive things. And I was like, you're right. Let's focus on all of these nice things that are happening and how good it is. Um, So thank you for that. That was really nice. Anytime, man. That's my job. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's my job as the nice nice one on the podcast. That's right. (laughs) I have to say nice things. It's my role. That's your role. (laughs) You're the you say sweet bitchy one. things because you're an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. I say nice things because I'm the sweet one. That's right. That's okay. right. <laughs> that's actually not – that's not how it goes. Yeah. Um, no, but I just – I just – I knew – I know that um, that last minute getting in your head, yeah. you know, you're pr- trying to protect yourself 
by expecting the worst. Yes. But what you're really doing is just invite, like, you know, saying that the worst is going to happen. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, you just have to say like, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to go to number one. And it fucking did. And And I knew that it would. And that it would. And I realized like, as you were saying that to me, I was just like, this is so true. I'm like getting pre-upset. Like I'm working myself up into an upset whatever, just being like, I know this is going to happen tomorrow. And what if this happens? And what if whatever? And it's all just like, you're right. It's like, I'm putting something that I worked really hard and that I've talked about how hard I worked on it. And it's scary. And it's, it's scary. Vulnerable. And I'm putting it out into the world. And it's like, I knew that was happening, but then also I'm like, oh, God, now people are actually going to listen to it and have their own thoughts, and I can't control that. And that, like, felt really scary. But, um, but yeah, but of course, it's like, why, why just – why invite anxiety that you don't have to? It's like, if the bad yeah. things happen, they happen. And you think you're protecting yourself from feeling those feelings if they happen, but then you're just feeling those feelings the day before. Yeah. For no reason. Double, double You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's, um, you know. Yeah. So I really did. Like I said, you were being an idiot. You did. You were like, (laughs) Sally, you were being a big, dumb idiot. Quit being a big, dumb idiot. And I was like, oh my God, you've totally changed my life. (laughs) No, I, it's completely understandable. And, but, I'm so I knew it was gonna work out and it did work out and I'm so proud of you and it was so great watching you know watching it all unfold yesterday just like I you know we knew that it would yeah because when we were there for the taping it was amazing everybody loved it I just knew it was gonna be a great album and it is and do you feel like a million bucks now do you feel so relieved that it's over I do I feel like Oh, like I like I clean like it was like such a um I don't know if not metaphor, I don't know what the right word for it is. But like I I have like had such a block of like not being able like my space has been so messy like by the top of my dresser and I just have not had the like bandwidth to like clean it off. And today it was like that just cleared and I was able to like, like I sorted through all my makeup and my hair stuff and like I you know I organized things and I was just like oh this was 100% a mental like I just needed to get through that day and then now I feel like okay I can I'm on the other side of this and this feels good so awesome yeah so yeah good. It does feel good. So thank you for for being like the best the best work wife and the best uh no problem. Supporter and such a good friend. It's just, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My pleasure, I'll, Sally. I appreciate my you. My pleasure. Jan, you Thanks, are Sally. the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we get into our quickies? Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'll go first. This is a quickie episode. Um, and if you're like, why is it a quickie episode? I fucking put out an album this week. Go listen to that yeah, if you what need the more fuck content. Why oh you my god. Coming at us. Jesus. Okay. My quickie came from an upworthy article by Todd Perry from two articles in the sun.co.uk. And um also 
uh, from information in a GoFundMe. Okay, so okay. 24-year-old Callum Norton and 27-year-old Kaylee Steed had been in a relationship for almost four years and lived together. They had been together through a lot. He had at Callum and actually at one point lived with Kaylee and her parents. When when one of them would go through a break in employment, the other one would support the other. And so they had, you know, they had kind of grown up together. Like they've been together since Callum was 20 and she was 23. And so when Callum proposed in August of 2020, Kaylee was thrilled. She totally went into wedding planning, which was due to take place this year on September 15th. So they're all ready for the wedding. Kaylee's really excited. She has, she had planned everything. She actually put like, spent most of her, her like savings on this wedding because their family. I thought you were about to say allowance. I was like, how old? She had spent she- like her whole, like, like she broke open the piggy bank. All um, of her babysitting money went into this wedding. <laughs> um, all of all of her uh, all of her candy bar sales went into this wedding. Um, no, she ended up spending like ten thousand pounds, which is like I don't know thirty thousand dollars or something. Um, I don't know if that's true. No, I think that's I think that's an exact. I think that's that's an exact. Um, okay, we'll go with that. Yep, I think it's like three million dollars. I'm pretty sure. So she actually, I mean, it was a lot of her money, like because Caleb had just gone through training to be a police officer, so he had been in school and hadn't been able to work for a while. So. This was like Kaylee's money, and she spent three bazillion dollars on this wedding. So at 4 p.m. the day before the wedding, Kaylee and Caleb talked, but they had decided they wanted to keep things really traditional and not see each other before the ceremony. So he went to stay at a place near the wedding venue with all of his groomsmen, and Kaylee and her bridesmaids headed down to an Airbnb to celebrate. The maid of honor said, we spent the evening being our usual silly selves, messing around, dancing, singing, making quirky videos, and reminiscing over our times as best friends for 11 years. Us maid of honors and bridesmaids celebrated and cheered to our Kaylee the night before her wedding. So the next day they woke up at 6.20 a.m., all the girls to get the makeup artist came, um, and then the photographer, the videographer. And so they're just like having that morning of like, Everybody's excited. They're getting ready for Kaylee's big day. Kaylee is just like, she's like the life of the party, big hearted friend that just everybody is so excited to celebrate. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they were like, this is going to be a day to remember forever. And then at 7, 10 a.m., they got a call from one of the groomsmen. So he called one of the maid of honor and and said, hey, Killam is missing. Oh, no. And... They were told that he had left the place where all of the groomsmen were staying around 1230 the night before to go. He said he was going to go visit his family um, who were staying nearby, and but he hadn't come back. And so when the groomsmen woke up in the morning to get ready, he wasn't there and his car was gone. So they called his family and the family told the groomsmen that Caleb had left and he was not returning. Oh, no. So Kaylee said, the bridal party hid my phone so they could decide what was the best way to tell me and I wouldn't find out from someone else. They wanted to make sure he was really gone before panicking me. But I found my phone and saw that I had missed a call from his mom. I called her back and she was crying and she told me he had gone for a drive in the early hours of the morning and he was gone. 
She said, at that point, I was still quite hopeful as throughout our relationship, he had sometimes gone for a walk or a drive to clear his head when he was nervous. For a couple hours, I kept saying he was going to be there and I was reassuring the girls. I honestly believed he was going to be there. So all of the bridesmaids were like, okay, like, you know, and so they were like told everyone like, we're, we're getting ready. They just kept getting ready as normal. Um, and they all tried, you know, in the meantime, they're all like sneaking out of the room and trying to like call him like, where the fuck are you? What's happening? You know, like she's going to, she's getting ready. She's going to be there at 1 PM so she can marry you. Um, and the groomsmen, they were like told the grooms are like, you set up the venue. Kaylee has faith. He's going to be there. But then at 10.30 a.m., finally, Caleb's dad called Kaylee's phone. The bridesmaids answer because they didn't want her to have to talk to him. And he was like, listen, it's real. I spoke to Callum and he said he was safe, but he wouldn't disclose his location. But he confirmed that there were not there was not going to be a wedding. Oh, God. So the bridesmaids asked his dad, like, what, why? And he was like, I honestly, I don't know. I have no answers. He just was like, I'm so sorry. Tell Kaylee we're so sorry. I'm going to try to convince Caleb to call her so that they can talk. So the bridesmaids, like, man, God bless her friends. It's this like group of maybe six or seven women. And they told her, they're like, listen, this is this is what it's for real. And so she's in shock and they're all kind of there. And like the videographer and the photographer are there as she's getting this news. Like she had been getting her makeup and hair done all morning. She was ready for the wedding. And the videographer kind of as a joke was like, well, why don't you just carry on? Like you've spent all this money. You're not getting it back. All your guests are there. Why don't you just go? And so all of the bridesmaids were kind of like looking at each other. And Kaylee was like, yeah, Let's do it. She said that's like she, just have a big blowout. Just have party. a big blowout mm-hmm. party. Like all my family, my friends are all here. She yeah. said, I'd spent all this money. I've been looking forward to the food, a dance with my dad, spending time with family. So why not? So she, her friends, her family, even the groomsmen who were his friends all came. They didn't let things go to waste. They enjoyed her wedding interests. Like basically, they were like all of the bridesmaids. Like had everybody go into the venue and then they um, all cheered as she came in and like had this big, you know, just like made it fun and funny for her. She had a big entrance. They ate. There were speeches about how amazing she was. She danced with her dad. She danced with all of her brothers. They even posed for photos. Um, she said, I didn't want to remember the day as complete sadness. And her maid of honor said she was the most beautiful bride we've ever seen. And so, you know, the, even on the photo booth, they changed this display sign that said Mr. and Mrs. to say Kaylee Shindig. Um, and then instead of cutting the wedding cake, she punched it. <laughs> And like, oh my god! Yeah, and there's this pic- great picture of her surrounded by all her bridesmaids, of her with her like fist in the cake. And then the good news is, like, after the party, her maid of honor set up a GoFundMe page and basically told the whole story, and said like, "Hey, we want to like recoup some of her money because what a horrible thing to have to spend your life savings on." Um, oh yeah. And so today, like it was, the goal was 10,000 10, pounds and it is today I looked at it and it's already gotten up to 12,000. So, um, oh, so wow, at least, great. yeah. So at least she's like going to get her money back. But after like almost two weeks, 
two weeks now, almost three weeks after the event, she still doesn't know why she was stood up on her wedding day. Apparently, the son caught up with um, Callum and he refused to apologize. The only thing he would say was, I don't want to talk about it. And Kaylee just basically was like, I don't expect anything different at this point. But she said, I do expect someone to own their actions and be responsible for what they did. And she said, the day turned out to be a day I will always be proud of. I can truly look back on it and smile because it will remind me that I don't need someone else's love to be happy. And her bridesmaids said on the GoFundMe page, I just thought this was really sweet. They said, Kaylee has a heart of gold and would do anything for anyone. She always puts others' needs before her own. She is the most selfless person anyone could meet and has grown up having to look after and care for her mom. She is the kindest friend anyone could ask for and is the life and soul of the party. She's the bigger person in every situation and always takes the high road no matter how she feels or how devastated she is left. She does not She did not deserve to be left on the morning of her wedding day with no explanation and zero contact from the groom. And then they said, yeah, and then they said, Kaylee, we love you with all our hearts. You're the strongest person we know, and we will carry you through this until the day you get to walk on your own two feet again. You deserve the world and so much more. I know. And I like it's, you know, it is a um, it's an awful thing to happen to this woman. But I also am just like, God, but how amazing that she knows, like, she has so much support from this amazing group of friends who not only had her back that day, but like are, are, they are like staying, have spent the night with her every night since then. And, you know, and now have like done this GoFundMe for her. And I just think that's the love story there is all of these amazing bridesmaids and her family who all rallied behind her. And also I'm like, good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. I'm just really glad she didn't marry that guy. Exactly. Exactly. And I hope that whatever, you know, it's like she will find someone who values her and who loves her and who is all in and, um, and she'll be way happier for it. Yeah, I mean, if that guy didn't want to get married, that's understandable too. And like, I, like I understand him not wanting to go through with it if he didn't feel comfortable. But in the very least, he owes her an explanation, an explanation, or just a and conversation, just a something, yeah. and to like just walk away and not say anything to any. I mean, it's like something's yeah. going on there, and she, um, and that's you know, she uh, deserves more. And then, um, yeah. that's pretty awful. So anyway, but I just thought that was like. I mean, it's a sad and a and a heartwarming story. I think. Yeah, it can be both. Yeah. It can. It can be both. Both and. Um, what well, you got? Um, so my I have two two really quick ones. Uh, I was gonna do one, and then my friend Milani sent me one uh, just a couple of hours ago, and I was like, "Well, I can't not do this one." Which by the way, I'm so excited. I'm going to see Milani this weekend. In Milani, New York. I'm so excited. Do you think that she's going to make you some delicious pastries or cake? She better. She better or I'm leaving. No, she's um, my friend Milani. She's an award-winning pastry chef and restaurateur. Uh, goes to go to a restaurant. It's called Scram. It's in Jersey City. And I'm so thrilled to finally be eating there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm so excited for you. So excited. She just sent me this and it blew my mind. Um, so this is an article and it's also – uh, I would say it's a Halloween quickie. Okay. I would say it is. Okay. So this is an article for people.com written by Maria Pasquini. 
And it the reason that this blew my mind was because I thought that the night clipper only clipped in Atlanta, Georgia. <gasps> night so clipper either, clips at night. Either he's made it to Texas or there are others just like him. There's a copycat. Wow. Night Clipper. Because do you think, like, we haven't heard anything about the Night Clipper recently. Maybe he moves. But this guy, well, this guy is caught on video. And while this guy also has a small dog, this guy doesn't really look like the guy that is in the video of the guy that's night clipping over near my neighborhood. Okay. Um, it does. So I don't think it's the same, but it is a copycat. And their neighbors are calling it Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas. The neighbors are calling him. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> so um, they're saying that a mystery man is trimming trees late at night in Fort Worth, and not everybody is happy. This guy has been nicknamed as Edward Scissorhands by his neighbors, and he's been caught on several home surveillance cameras. And he's so he's usually out around 3 a.m. and he has his dog with him. Jerry Balkenbush told People.com. Um, I was talking to my wife, Emily, and I was like, hey, we had a storm last night because he saw all these like clippings everywhere. And then she was like, oh, no, that's Edward Scissorhands. And so (laughs) did did she take to next door? Um, I guess like all the neighbors just started talking because the problem is, is like some of them, he's like pruning them very nicely. And so like some people are like, oh, well, thank you. And then some people he's totally like annihilating the trees. The reason that they need, want him to stop doing this is because they, all of the homeowners are responsible for the trees on their sidewalk as part of their HOA. So if their tree is like injured or something happens to their tree, they have to replace it. So it's it's costing some of these people like hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're kind of up in arms about it. Well, also, um, it's just which, weird. Don't cut other people's plants. Why are people doing this now? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I will say I – okay – I recently I pay a landscaper because my yard is like like way too big for me to handle. So I do pay a landscaper, but then a tree fell and it was I thought it looked like a manageable sized tree for me to do it myself. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm gonna do this about fucking self. Oh. And so I went and I clipped the shit out, like I cut as much down as I possibly could, and then I, I thought I was gonna go get a chainsaw and saw the rest of it, but I could I gassed up the chainsaw, went to pick it up, and I couldn't even budget. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. I'm going to cut my legs off. So anyway, I spent the entire day like with the clippers uh-huh. and like ch- chop. And it was really stress relieving. I got to oh, really? tell you. Just listening to me. I mean, my arms were exhausted because yeah. I don't like use them ever for anything. And um, I – but – Listening to music and just clipping the shit out of some shit, Mm -hmm. it felt good. Mm -hmm. It felt real good, Sally. Yeah. So I get why some people have to angry clip some stuff at night, but, you know, keep it in your own yard. Yeah, keep it in your own. Unless hired to do otherwise. I agree. I agree. Maybe maybe go to like – there's got to be spaces that are – you know, overgrown that are belong to the city or something that you could go clip. I don't know. Go find a forest or Go something. Go find a fucking forest. I Get off know. my lawn. Yeah. It's just really strange, too, because these neighborhoods in particular, like, they're not very – there's not a lot of trees. Even the trees that are on the sidewalk are those, you know, 
baby trees that will one day turn into a tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's like clipping these trees that really don't need to be clipped. Oh. But anyway, um, I just thought this was funny because, you know, we've talked about the night clipper a lot on this podcast and he has been missing. So. Oh, my God. Well, that's a mystery in itself. What it has is. happened to the night clipper? I have no idea. I'm going to He's on vacay. He's on vacay in Fort Worth. source. Probably. Yeah, check with your source. <laughs> I know. Um, so my other quickie, which is a nice story. Um, this is a story for uh, Today.com written by Danielle Campo Amor, which is a great name. That is Ooh. a great name. Oh, you had like two it. great names. Like what was the one first? Like Pascalini and now Campo Amor? Um, just recently, Doran Smith and David Squillante, also great name. David oh, Squillante. Good names. Um, they were just on their honeymoon in Barcelona, which they actually had to wait two years to go on their honeymoon because of COVID-19. While they were on their honeymoon, they decided to take a pretty walk through a Barcelona park and enjoy a tour of what they thought would just be a, just a normal day in Barcelona. But when they were on their walk, they noticed nearby that there was a building and all of these women were running out of the building and screaming. And that's when Doran said that she saw a flame coming out of the doorway next to the door that these women had come out of. And she said, oh my God, there's a fire. And after she called attention to the fire, her husband, he said that instinct just completely took over. And they both ran into the building without even thinking. And that's when they they discovered that there was a nursery filled with sleeping babies. (gasps) In this burning building. Oh, my God. I know. So David said, I found myself looking at 15 to 20 babies sleeping and immediately just kind of lined everybody up. They just started grabbing them and putting the babies into cribs. And he said that nobody inside the nursery spoke English. Um, so they like they just kind of communicated by body language. So the couple, along with other bystanders and good Samaritans, all decided to help pitch in and they all like worked as fast as they could to move the babies out of the nursery as the room like was filling with smoke um from what had been an electrical fire. Oh, so they were literally um Yeah. So Doran said we were literally taking cribs with a few kids in them and rolling them across the street into this high school lobby. They said the whole thing lasted about 10 minutes, but they felt like it all happened in one instant. So they ended up saving all of the babies. And then after the fire crews came on the scene and, um, and put the fire out and everything was under control, they said that they just continued on their walk like it was a normal day. That's so great. Can you imagine just just being like... All the, like one minute you're a superhero and then the next minute you're like, just like oh, I guess we'll bird just- over there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so, yeah, uh, so they're being hailed as heroes, but because um, they are, they saved all these yeah. babies. And so um, they're being hailed as heroes, but they just, in their mind, they just like, we're like, oh, look, a burning building. And like took yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes out of their day, saved a bunch of babies and then just kept walking. It's totally wild. But I just thought that was uh, a really cool story and um, and a wild honeymoon. That is a that's a story to tell, man. Yeah, like that is I know. that is going to be the story you tell at every every time you go to like a party, you meet new people, and you know what I mean. Like that's that's a good that's a great or just story. Just like when you're just driving in the car and you're just like, hey, remember when we saved all those babies in Barcelona? <laughs> I wonder that was crazy. 
what are those babies? What are our babies? What are those babies doing? It's kind of yeah. like how you um, tell everyone about your ba- your babies that you saved. Oh, my possums! Your baby possums. <laughs> no, oh my god! It's so funny you said that because um, a, a coworker of mine had to go take pictures on a property, and she called me in a panic. She's like, "I can't do it. There's like all these like possums. There's like baby possums," and I was like, "You know, this isn't my thing." <laughs> Possums are not my thing. I just happened upon possums one day, was called to save them, save like save the possums, and I I never want to look at another possum again. Like, please, I'm not the possum person. Are you sure, Jen? No, I don't. (laughs) So, guys, to uh, in conclusion, call Jen for all your possum needs. Oh, don't. No, I'll give you the number of who you should really call. Um, What is the name of it? Aware. Like. Aware. That's it. Thank you. (laughs) Call aware. They'll come get those possums. They'll come get those possums. Um, Get them. All right. Well, that was a lovely story. Um, Let's do something dumb and something we love. Let's do it. I'm going to start. So my something dumb and something I love is um, it's all wrapped into one. I, I promise I will stop talking about this album, but I, you know, I just, I love how, how, that the album is out there. I really appreciate all of you who downloaded it, um, everybody who posted about it, who told a friend, who did all the things that I always ask you to do. Um, So thank you for doing all the things and thank you guys for being so supportive. Um, I will say yesterday, I was telling Jen this before we started. She was like, how was yesterday? I was like, oh, it was like a whirlwind of emotions. Like it just also, I planned for it to come out on my mom's birthday because, you know, a lot of some of the album is about her. And I really, you know, I thought of her when I was kind of in how I crafted it. And I just wanted it to be kind of like dedicated to her memory. Um, And so I had it released on her birthday, which um, was great. And also I didn't account for how emotional that was going to make me feel. Um, So it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of crying yesterday, happy crying and uh, sad crying. But I think it was good. It was cathartic. And um, I'm glad to have like done something that I'm proud of and um, and do that kind of like in her in her honor, because, you know, yeah, yeah, she was like a, a bold, creative, wonderful person. So to do something that's uh that's creative and kind of for her feels good so good. boom that's it i'll piggyback off what you said my something dumb was i you know i knew it was a big day for you and a lot of emotions were going on and and you know i i felt i felt for you because i knew that it was it was a hard day but an exciting day and a happy day but and also a sad day an emotional day so i um I all my feelings were there with you, yeah. friend. Um, and then um, for something I love, I just I'm so proud of you, and I'm so proud of the album hitting number one, and I'm so uh, happy that we could stop talking about this album. Oh my <laughs> god! Right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Like I'm when kidding. can we talk about no. you? Oh my god, uh, <laughs> Sally! Can we talk about the album that I don't have? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm, jo- I'm so happy that it's. I'm joking. I'm so happy that it's like it's a huge weight off your back now, yeah. and now we can just celebrate it and listen to it and have fun and just. Watch it keep selling, man. Yeah, man. I'm very excited about it. Hot cakes. Um, 
hotcakes. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to end on one quick thing. We um, we do have a new super fan that is listening to the podcast, and um, he did ask me to shout him out, which I promised I would on this episode. So I just want to say um, Jim Campbell Mushroom Pizza is what I was instructed, what I said I would say. So Jim Campbell Mushroom Pizza. Jim Campbell. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Mushroom Pizza. <laughs> Jim Campbell Mushroom Pizza. Just ca- Jim Campbell Mushroom Pizza. All right. Okay. Um, so I hope everyone has a great week. Yeah. Um, get in touch with us. You can find us on all the socials. We're at Dumb Love Podcast. You can you can email us. It's dumblovepod at gmail.com. You can rate and review Jim Campbell Mushroom Love Pizza. Um, <laughs> mushroom pizza with anchovies on the side rate and review tell a friend that's those are the things we're asking of our super fans if you want to be a super fan this is what you got to do um and uh and just have an amazing week we love you guys so much one last thing um we are only weeks away from the red clay comedy festival it's gonna be so much fun there are still tickets and passes left don't forget to get yours if you live in atlanta redclaycomedy.com so do all those things i hope we see you at red clay and uh, don't forget to get out there and do something dumb for love